Right. So, let me tell you about something about myself. I hate not being listened to. Yeah, I'm not saying that as a preacher. I'm not now. This, you know, if you're not listening, you know, I'm talking more about the kind of thing. If I say something and I get that sense that you're not taking me seriously or you're not listening, um, I also know for a fact my children hate not being listened to. Yeah, but I'm guessing that actually deep down all of us hate not being listened to. Yeah. I need to know I've been heard. I need some kind of... For me personally, I get very frustrated if I say... I mean, the children will know this. But if I say something, I need to get some kind of response, you know. Um, You know, something like, put your your dishes in the dishwasher. I need to have a yes, Dad, there. Sorry. It just... Even if you put the dishes in the dishwasher, (laughs) I just need to know verbally that you... I need an acknowledgement. Or, I'm just going out to the shops... I need somebody to say, okay, see you later, so that I know that they've heard that, rather than me just walk out the door and thinking, do they know where I am? There's this part of me that just needs to know that they know, you know? I need to hear this. And there's, there's that sense of our importance gets diminished when we don't feel as though we're being listened to or being heard. Do you understand what I'm saying? We kind of, oh, my voice isn't being heard. Who am I here in this thing? And I think, actually, if you think about the, the way a Baptist church works, Baptist church now, the idea of the, the church meeting where, where voices are heard and we hear the voice of God through the voices of the people is an important thing, that we all have that equal share in that. So um, it's an important thing to hear um, and be, be heard. And so I want us, but I want us to, to, to look at God in this as well. I want us to think about what's the first thing we find out about God in, in the book of Genesis. We, we read, what don't we? We say, in the beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, and we find his spirit hovering over the waters. And, and what's the first thing that God does? Yeah. And God said, let there be, and, then, and God said, let there be. Now, fortunately, creation was listening. Or was it creation before it was creation? Who was listening? I mean, let's not get too philosophical here, but something was listening (laughs) and heard him and then creation happened. So we find out straight away that speaking, word, is God's way of operating, isn't it? In fact, actually, John 1, I love John 1 because it goes back even further than Genesis 1 and it says, in the beginning was the word. That God was word in the beginning. Not just speaking, but actually Jesus is the word. He is like speaking personified, if that makes sense. He's the word embodied. And so if Jesus is the word, and if speaking is God's way of being, then just like creation in the beginning, we ought to be good at listening, right? We ought to be good at just listening to what he's saying. And so you, you move on in the Bible and you hear in, uh, or you read in Deuteronomy 6, um, it says, this is one of the most famous Israeli sort of phrases, if you like, or, or sayings in the Jewish faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then it goes on to say, love the Lord with all your heart, etc., etc. 
And I heard somebody, this was when I was on sabbatical actually, a great speaker at Guildford Baptist Church, he said, if we want to love God, we just need to learn to listen to him. Because it says, hear, O Israel. So let me just read you these first verses of Ecclesiastes 5 again. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. So this is really speaking about how we approach worship, how we approach prayer, how we approach coming to church. What is your attitude? It says guard your steps. What's your approach? Enter humbly. Know your position, know your place. We can draw near. I mean, it's interesting that he uses that word, draw near. There's everything here that's about God saying, come close, come close, come close. But enter humbly. Come close because you're children of God, under the grace of God. Draw near to listen, first and foremost. Come near, leave your opinions at the door, leave your point of view behind. Let's not get into Brexit, you know, or who's going to win the Champions League. Leave those opinions behind and who, who should win them and all this kind of thing and draw near first and foremost to listen. And the way it's talking here about the sacrifice of fools, it's almost saying as if to impose your view a point on God, to come before God and to kind of go, bah, this is what I think you should be doing. It's interesting how we're talking about God leading us, you know. I think God should lead me in this direction. But it's, it's almost putting it as if it, to impose our views on God is a sin. It's a sin to shape our idea of who God is. It's a sin to be thinking church should be the way I would like it to be. It's a sin to be thinking I know what's right and wrong. Even though God says what's right and wrong. I'm going to decide what's right and wrong. We live in a generation, don't we, that has decided that we can all decide what is right and wrong. But this is saying... No, no, not your words, not your opinions. Go to listen. Because it's a sacrifice of fools if you start to tell God what you think is right. But I guess it therefore is wisdom if we go and listen. And so in this generation where we're all talking about self-define, we, we, people can self-define themselves as all kinds of things, you know. I can tell you I'm a a rabbit who's orange and you have to believe me because I've defined myself as that, you know. Truth has become very, very relative, hasn't it? I'm maybe being extreme, but let's... Well, watch this space. Not this space, but that space, yeah. Oh, thank you, yeah, okay. You see it too, do you? Um, You know, we live in an age where everyone is right, everyone is entitled to their opinion, no one is wrong. Well, unless... They challenge God, you know, unless they speak on God's behalf. But, you know, we, we live in this, this age, don't we, where everyone has the entitled to their opinion. And actually the Bible's here sort of saying, this is the sacrifice of fools. If you read the book of Judges, this seems to sum up our generation. It's the last verse of the book of Judges says, in these days there was no king and everyone did as they saw fit. It's like, when we throw off God's Rain, when we throw off listening to God, everyone just does their own thing and it's okay. 
But the wisdom of Ecclesiastes says, draw near and listen. Speak less, listen more. Guard your steps. Come in the right way. Come in the right attitude. It says here, God is in heaven and you are on earth. Just get that perspective, okay? When you draw near to God, you're drawing near to heaven and you are just on earth. So let your words be few. Now, I don't think this is a sort of like a call to silent prayer, necessarily, or that when we come to sing our worship songs, we don't sing. But I think it's a call first and foremost. When we gather to God, we come to listen. We come to hear what he's saying. We come to hear him speak to us. And to have his voice be the dominant sound in our lives, to have his voice to be the dominant uh, voice in our conversations, and not ours. So it's a warning to not come mindlessly to worship and without listening or paying attention to God's voice and just spouting off your, you know, I, I know best. <coughs> so we come to listen, we come to hear. You remember, what did Jesus commend uh, Mary with? When it was Mary and Martha. Martha was fussing around and Mary was commended because she chose to sit at his feet and listen. And throughout scripture there's these moments where these things are celebrated. If you go to the book of Nehemiah, I used to, another book of mine, another favourite book of mine, the book of Nehemiah, but there's a moment where they, just, they unearthed the, the word of God. They like, I don't know how this happened. How did they manage to sort of get, bury or hide away God's, the scriptures? And, and they discover the word of God and they start to read it. And, and, and just read it. Like, not, not, the people weren't necessarily preaching it, but they were just reading it, reading it, and people were listening. And, there was, and then they started to teach on it, and they were understanding. And that brought a revival, just by listening. Because in that, the people wept in repentance, because they realised their sin, and they realised who God was, and what, what he was like. And, and the ministers there, they said, yeah, actually, this is a time... I, I suppose, I don't know if they understood the, the repentance, but the repentance, but they said, this is a time also for rejoicing. We have found God. We have found the words of life. And so there was great joy because they heard and they heard with understanding. Same thing in the New Testament, you're looking at Corinthians and Paul says, when, when you gather together and you're doing that prophecy and you're speaking in tongues, which I encourage, continue to encourage us to, to seek these gifts. Paul says, make sure that people understand what's going on. I'd, he says, I'd rather speak five words that you get than a whole load of stuff that you don't get because we come to hear and we come to listen. Hear, O Israel. Because hearing and understanding is key. And one of Jesus' favourite phrases was, he who has ears... Let him hear. I kind of almost take from that, it's like, God has given you two ears. Use them. <laughs> you know? Don't, don't go around with earplugs in, spiritual earplugs in, but if you are hearing it, hear it. There's hearing and there's hearing, right? You know, there's kind of like it's background noise or there's kind of... Um, and there's actually listening. It's, I do this with music. You know, you can have music on in the background. Well, I can't. A lot, because I just can't, I find music in the background very distracting. So if I'm having a conversation, if I'm having a chat to Sheila, and there's a great piece of music 
if you probably hear my, I see my head kind of going like this, and, and she's thinking I'm, a, I'm agreeing with her, but actually no, I'm just getting into the groove of the music because I can't not listen to that music, you know, because my ears are trained to do that because I have ears let me hear. And unfortunately, I'm not listening to the important thing, which is the conversation that's going on with Sheila. That would be, that's my problem. But, the, but we need to, Jesus is saying, you've got these things. Use them to, to listen. So I wonder whether we could just spend just a, a few moments, just practical ways how we can hear God's word as we come into the house of God. I think there are, there are four things I just want to look at, which is listening to his word, listening to the spirit, listening to others, and even listening to ourselves. So these things may be obvious, but um, I'm, I'm going to go through them anyway. Um, when we read the word of God, let us come humbly. Let us guard our steps as we read. And let us allow this to overrule everything that we may rise up in, in us. Our opinions, our desires, our priorities our understanding, our perspective, our cultural position. Allow the word of God to override all of those things. Allow the word of God to be the loudest voice that you hear. And allow it to change you. Allow it to get inside you and renew you. So listen with respect. Listen slowly. Listen carefully. Listen in stillness. Listen afresh. Don't it's very easy with familiar passages. I think this is why Ecclesiastes is good, because it's unfamiliar to most of us. So allow it to speak to us. But there is, particularly when we have, oh yeah, John 3.16, for God's love the world. It's so familiar to us that it, we don't have ears to hear, I think, sometimes. Or, oh, we know the parable of the, the lost sheep, and, and we don't listen. So allow, allow yourself to listen afresh. And don't let the familiar lull you into a false sense of security because it, sh- it should challenge you every single time. Listen with expectation. It will cause change in you and repentance. And listen... Listen to, listen to the, the Word of God. I'm going to read again just this passage. and just, I want you to, I'm going to read it slowly and I want it just to speak to you. Just allow it to sink into you. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words Mark the speech of a fool. So we listen to the word of God. I want to also just encourage you to allow the spirit to speak to you. When we gather together, it can be just very subtle things. I just want to, you know... Louise today was, just happened to be Louise, but she just, just was urged to just give a little verse. And then I thought, okay, let's just take that a little bit further. So now, was that me? Was that her? Was that me and her and the Holy Spirit? I think probably a little bit of both. Just, just a little, little nudge from the Holy Spirit. But you, you have to just be 
open to letting that happen. And it does mean sometimes things go a little bit off-piste. You know, sometimes very off-piste. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes just only slightly off-piste. But allow the Spirit to speak. Give opportunity. I think that's what it is, isn't it? When, we are, when we're working with the Holy Spirit, we just always want to give opportunity. Which means we don't always go the way we think. But I think too often we don't give him time or space. So listen expectantly. Open, invite your, the Holy Spirit to come speak to you. Open yourself up. Learn to follow the way of the Spirit. Learn to hear his voice. And so I just want to, just, it's as simple as just saying, come Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to take a moment now. I mean, I've just read that scripture out, but I'm just, let's just have a moment of silence. And I want, um, just, just pray in your heart, come Holy Spirit, and just allow him, he may speak something to you. And, and if he does, we might just maybe bring all those together right at the end. We can just, if there's something that God speaks to you. Um, so let's just take a moment now and give, say, Holy Spirit, come. Let's pray that right now. Holy Spirit, come and speak to us. Speak to us in the stillness of our heart. Now some of you might have heard something or maybe continue to hear something now. Some of you might have just heard the sound of a clock in the background. But either way I just want to encourage you to keep seeking the Holy Spirit. And maybe if, if there's anybody who has heard anything that they want to share then I'll give you an opportunity at the end of, end of this. But um, keep making space, space for the Holy Spirit. That, that means listening but it also means giving him opportunity then because when he speaks that as I say, can sometimes take you off in a different direction for that moment. Two final things. When we gather together, let's learn to listen to one another because God may well speak through somebody else to you. In fact, let me just give a show of hands. Is there anybody here who's ever had somebody, God speak to them through somebody else? Oh, okay. All right. Um, now, sometimes it can be very directly. Um, you know, somebody will come up to you and say, I feel God wants me to share this with you. And that's. But sometimes it can be just as simple as you're chatting over coffee and somebody says something and you're kind of like, hmm, I think I'm me. And they're just waffling on about whatever they're waffling on about, you know? But actually you are realising that God is speaking to you through that person, you know? So it can happen in, in like a formal way and an informal way, if you like. Um, sometimes people know that they need to share something some people are just speaking either godly wisdom or just something that just happens to, to speak to you so learn to listen to God through other people you, it's, you may not even agree with them 
that's probably even more reason to think that God is speaking to you because I don't know if you realize this, but not everything you think <laughs> chimes with the way God thinks. You know, and oftentimes there are a diff- you perceive them as difficult people in your life, but actually they're godly people in the sense that they are people that are challenging your perspective because your perspective isn't 100% right. Sorry to break that news to you. So maybe you should find the difficult people in your life and go and have conversations with them and see what they're saying. But, um, and I want to give you an example of, of somebody who recently I heard about who um, they did feel as though they had something from God and they shared it with them. And I, I'm sure he won't mind you, me telling you, but Rick, who came and preached a few weeks ago, you know Rick, um, there was a lady in his church who didn't know anything about his personal, his family situation, came to him and said, you need to go, and, I feel the God saying, you need to go and spend some time with your brother. Now she didn't know his brother was dying uh, of cancer in somewhere, I think somewhere in the USA. So he thought, okay, um, obviously it's a bit of a, bit of a trek to go to the USA just, just on, the, on the basis of this, this lady. So he phoned up um, the, the hospital where his brother was being cared for and spoke to a nurse. And the nurse said, basically, he's doing really well. He's, you know, he seems to have made a, a, an improvement. So Rick was kind of wrestling with, do I listen to the nurse or do I listen to this lady who's come up to me in church and said, I feel God says you've got to go and spend some time with your brother. He chose to listen to the lady because it was a step of faith. He went over and he managed to spend the last week of his brother's life with him. And he died while he was there. So he said, if I had listened to the nurse who painted a rosy picture, everything's fine, I wouldn't have gone. I chose to listen to a lady who came up to me who didn't know anything about this situation in church and said, you need to go and spend some time with your brother. That's all she knew. And sometimes that's all we get from God, isn't it? And sometimes somebody will come up to us and say, well, something very simple, and they may think, oh, this is just a small thing, but if we listen and listen, that's a bit odd. Why would somebody say that to me? They didn't know anything about anything. So we just need to learn to tune in and take the steps of faith that go with it because we could have stayed at home. Okay, yeah, maybe we spend some time. But that, it was the last week, last week of his brother's life. Pregnant, which he says is a very precious time. So listening to others. I think listening to others also is important because just as to love God is to listen to God, we are called to love one another. Therefore, we're called to listen to one another. Even if we find each other a bit boring, a bit dull, <laughs> a bit challenging, a bit irritating. Let's learn to listen to one another and to love one another and we do that. To hear is to know people. So learn to listen, don't interrupt, don't second guess because we're not supposed to do that with God, right? Yeah? And I suppose if we learn to listen to one another we'll learn to listen to God better as well. Don't interrupt, don't second guess, don't tell them, you know, don't say how's your week been and then they start talking and then you start telling them about yourself. A little bit of pastoral advice, you know. I find that a little bit frustrating. People would say, how you been? So I, just, I start to say how I've been and then they start to tell me about their, their week. I'm thinking, okay, who, who's listening to who now? You know? <laughs> so learn to listen. Don't give solutions as well to people that, that they're not looking for answers. Just listen. If you listen well, you'll learn to love. And if you learn to listen to others, you'll learn to listen to God too. And finally, 
I would say learn to listen to yourself. What are you saying inside? How good do you sound? Not like how eloquent are you? You know, not, could, could you, could you um, preach or anything like that or, or, or stand up in front of a crowd? But how good do you sound? Are the stories and the, the narratives that are going on inside your head, are the things that you tell yourself about yourself, are you things that you tell yourself about others, how, how good do they sound? In the presence of God, listen to yourself and think to yourself, do I sound like my dad? My father, I'm talking about. My heavenly father. Do I sound like Jesus? Do I sound... And does it sort of... I don't know about you, but sometimes you change... Uh, I, I make fun of Louise. When we go to America, when we've been to America, Louise has this uncanny knack of being able to sort of try and morph into the American way of saying things. It's because we all do that, don't we? When we're around people, we try and speak like them because it makes us understand. You know, when you start speaking in pidgin English when you're with people from France who spend, speak a bit of English because you, you lose all your grammar. You just use basic words just to try and communicate, don't you? Because you try and get with people where they're at. So similarly, if you're standing with Jesus and you're listening to yourself inside your head and you think, just think to yourself, do I sound like him? Am I saying the things he would say? I, I want to challenge you. Are you... Are you moaning or are you lamenting? I think they're two very different things. I think it's, we're very good at moaning, but I think Jesus would teach us to lament. Same issues, same problems, but I aimed in a different direction. People that moan and moan and moan, am I a moaner inside or am I a lamenter? Which I think is a healthy, godly way. And the difference meaning, you know, am I... Am I just wanting to go round and round in a pity party cycle or am I actually going to come to God and say, God, this isn't right. You know, or these things have gone wrong. God, do you know this? The difference between moaning and lamenting. Are you good at celebrating or are you good at justifying? What I mean by that is I think we can be very good at sort of saying, I'm, I'm actually all right. I'm okay, I'm going to justify myself. Or am I, am I actually going to say, no, I'm celebrating that God has done this in my life and maybe who I am. Do you have entrenched views or do you have humble, passionate beliefs? Are those the things that are going on inside your head? Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself and filter your, your conversations in your mind through Jesus. And the more you listen to him, this comes back to the very beginning. The more we listen to him, the more we'll start sounding like him. And the less you'll start sounding like a fool. Because Ecclesiastes doesn't mix its words. So in conclusion, we'll wrap it up. Let him who has ears, let him hear. Jesus, the word, wants us to have our ears be used for what they were designed for, hearing him. In fact, primarily, sorry, news to me, our ears aren't for listening to music. Primarily, they're for listening to him. And music is a secondary uh, nice thing that goes with it. Our ears were given primarily to love God and to love those around us by listening and hearing. The more our ears work, the more our words will be few. But our few words will be powerful because I think when we hear well, then when we speak, they will be refined, powerful, truthful, loving words. No longer the sacrifice of fools, but of the offering of the wise. So let him who has ears, let him hear. 
Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for one another. We thank you for ourselves and the voice within us. We pray in all these things, let us draw near to you to hear, to listen. Let our words be few because you are God in heaven and we are on earth. And refine us and change us as we hear your word and know you more and more. Change us into your image. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.